Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Church Roundtable Podcast. We're a back. podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church we're leaders. Back. Oh, I'm back. You we're didn't back. go anywhere. I know, but we're back. You holding down the floor? Are you selling that ship alone? Did you listen to it? I didn't listen to it yet. I, I didn't even know it was posted until a couple days ago. Dude, it was like I literally just wanted to get on there and go, hey, here's why we're not meeting, and here's just something about Easter. And I, I looked. I was like, I talked for like 14 minutes by oh. myself. I am a sad individual. Oh, how long could you have talked? Could you have spoken to yourself? Like, I'm pretty sure if you put me in a room with a mic, I, I can give you two hours of me talking. Um, I, I could have, I probably, in that moment, I probably could have gone for about another 15, I probably could have gone 30 minutes, just on the topic. Just on the on topic, I could have, but it, it was like, but I, I'm glad we're back, man. Yeah, uh, friends, I apologize for my absence. I was exploring the Great Smoky Mountains with a family for a little no spring bake apologies. getaway. No, that was awesome that I had you a got to get away. Baby on my back, climbing up a mountain to look at a waterfall, and then I went back to a chalet. Well, it wasn't a chalet, but it was a nice like ridge side on the mountain porch with a hot tub. It's, Pretty good. Now, Sounds like a chalet to me. Yeah, friends, I was thinking about y'all the entire time. I was thinking about Darren the entire time. Kept thinking, what is Darren doing right now? <laughs> uh, by the way, Darren is across the table from me. He is the lead elder of the highly esteemed Grassroots Church here in the Greenbrier Valley of West Virginia. The multi-county ministry known as Grassroots Church. And I'm Adam, just an elder, just a dude who loves the Lord, loves to talk, loves some hot tea. Darren, we're also, I think we're breaking a record. We met up at eight, hung out with, uh, got to hang out with Mark. Mark got to hang out with, I don't know how to say that. Mark got to hang out with us. We got to hang out with him. Dude, you know it's we got to hang out with Mark. Uh, and uh, it is now one he o'clock was, on He Thursday. was burned with you and I, but we were blessed. Dude, he hung in there. I remember when we came back from uh, Baltimore, because Baltimore, 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 Baltimore. Y'all friends, correct me. I know I'm. I'm just going to say it incorrectly both ways. Say Baltimore. Man, when we came back from, when we went to Baltimore, was it Baltimore? We went somewhere. It was just me, you, and Mark. No, it was Morgantown. Yeah, Morgantown. We went to Morgantown and came back, and we had like a meeting with him later, and he was talking to someone else because it was like me, you, Mark, and someone else. He's like, oh, you should have been in a car with them. <laughs> hey, we did. And then, and then he shows up this morning and is just totally riding that. He, verbal he, he's conversation definitely caught us. on with you and I, but you, I believe you still owe me a drink, good sir, because Mark spoke fewer words. True, Mark. Then was allotted on the Baltimore trip, and so. But yeah, he, he hung in there. I but we're going on like five hours of yeah chatting. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. No, we met up at eight. I feel like I need to get up and like run a lap to remind myself that wait, I am happy or not moving. Like I feel physically like a blah. What do you have to do after this? After we're done recording, what are you going to go do? I haven't figured that part out yet. Uh, I need to let the dog out. Just want to start there. Potter, we have, Jesse and I, our inside joke is like, yeah, Potter texted me a poop emoji and an angry face. <laughs> Take care of him. Got some dishes. I made some wings last night. Oh. I didn't get home and did our taxes and all that fun stuff. Uh-huh. Worked nine hours and then I went home and filed my taxes like a good American. And uh, you know, I couldn't couldn't get dinner until like nine. But I decided let's be healthy. Er, try not to eat trash. Just not good for you, like junk food and stuff. Friends, I found that's it. That's the uh, Adam tip of the day. Like, don't eat trash. Don't eat trash. Uh, but it, I've realized junk food, because that's my big habit right now. Man, I like to snack all night long. But uh, it makes me feel bad <laughs> the next day. It makes my heart rate quicker at night because I track that. But anyway, I'm trying to move away from trash eating. And uh, I was like, well, I'll make a nice fresh salad with some you know, fresh greens and vegetables, all the good stuff. Wings. Oh, yeah, I made some wings. But uh, hey, hey, oh, uh, so Lydia Marvin, my sister and brother-in-law, they were here last Sunday. Uh, we grilled out after the Easter service. They left a dry rub. It's like garlic, butter, salt. Oh, my Ooh. goodness, Darren. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Just tell me when to be over. So what I did. Just let me know. We've always said that. I need to make you wings so you can try some A-game wings. It's true. But it was like 9 o'clock. I bought some Frank's Frank's Red Hot? Yeah, it's Frank's. Yeah. But I couldn't find the hot buffalo, so I went with the extra hot buffalo. But here's what. I, I've been dipping, not tossing, because I'm an old man now. I get heartburn. 
Um, so like nine o'clock had a salad. But anyway, all that being said, I don't know if y'all have ever made homemade wings, seasoned them, used the air fryer. It's a mess. And I didn't care too much to do dishes at 1030 last night. So that I need to let the dog out when I get home. I need to clean the kitchen. I made a mess. And uh, I want Mexican tonight. Oh. We haven't been in a, we haven't had tequila. Card. That's our go-to. Meet Tequila, Dude. thank you for being my favorite Mexican restaurant right now. Great restaurant. Great food. The service staff, one in particular. There's this one young lady who is exceptional. Above uh, and beyond. Above and beyond. Like, uh, just radiant of a yep. personality. Works there. Great service, great food, great prices. And I've heard that, uh, wink, wink, you can climb a tower. I have heard the same. I have also been told by inside sources that that place is so clean you could eat off the floor. I have. I Eating have. off the floor? Or you've heard no, that too? No, I actually have <laughs> heard that. It's a good Well, It's like right next to the airport. Friends, if you want some good um, Latino cuisine? Is Mexico good. Latino? Mexican technically, I always get like Latino and yeah. Mexico, Central Mexican America. Food. But tonight, yeah, I was going to do that. So have some food and then watch some more of the NBA play in. Darren, oh my gosh. So yay, Lakers. Good job, boys. Made the playoffs. I watched three quarters of the Raptors Bulls game. They were ahead by nine. I turn it off whenever Raptors got ahead by nineteen. I was like, I'm, and then you see I'm done. the Bulls win. And I woke up. I was like, what's the final score? They lost by four. Toronto doesn't have that guy. We talked about this at the beginning. Of the season. They don't have like that dude. Toronto season is over. Yeah, I'll probably watch a little bit of basketball tonight. Gotcha. I got. I got, got a sermon to finalize. Ooh, and. Then some covenant community classes to finalize, and then I've got a deacon's meeting. I've played hooky all week because it's been spring break. I've gone and I've gone to the cigar lounge. I've gone to the park with my family. We went to Beckley yesterday. It's all caught up to me. So my Friday and Saturday are kind of shot. Good thing I with your boys. I did. I did. I, I listen. I I've said I sent out a text. I put it on Facebook. I love pickleball. I love pickleball. It is a national craze currently. And I'll tell you right now, I have not been down to those courts yet that there haven't been two or three other courts filled with people. And what's cool is you'll see older people out there. You'll see other families out there. When we are out there Wednesday afternoon. Where is where? Where'd you go? There are uh, at Hollowell Park. Right next to the playground, they have built six pickleball courts, and they're nice. Bring your own equipment? Yep. But they're but they're even lit up. Like, you can turn the lights on if you're there at night. They're nice. We can play night games? So it's, it's the pickleball courts, then it's a skate park, and then it's the playground. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And what's awesome is Hollowell Park is such a nice park. They've always done such a nice job of taking care of it. But that area were these old tennis courts that nobody ever did anything with, and they were trashed. There was just, like, trash everywhere. They're beat up, nothing. And they went in and put these pickleball courts in, and it's so nice. There's a little observation deck up above them that you can just sit and watch. Or, you know, it, it's really nice. And we've been out there, and the first time we got out there, we're getting used to it. And then I've been playing ping pong since I was in elementary school. Table tennis to the more aficionados. Ooh. Yes, the to fancy. Our, to our fancy friends. The listening. fancy people. I'm thinking of you, Jim Boyer. Um, Listener. So I I love ping pong and I'm 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 okay at it. I'm not amazing, but I'm I'm okay at it. I'm pretty good at it. Well, as soon as I hit the ball and realized this like ping pong, dude, I've been putting backspin on it, I've been spiking it, you know, I I, I drop shots and behind and, the back. And so I the have legs. to I can switch hands. Uh I know and so it's I'm out there just having fun and trying not to get too competitive. I was gonna say you McEnroe. I, I need I need some people to go and like be competitive with on it. Not to be I'm not looking to be out there like playing for four hours sweating to death. Like, but just have some fun hitting it back and forth, but that can actually Are you inviting it. me? Dude, let's do it. I'm actually for a blind guy pretty good at ping pong. Dude, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We gotta go. Now you're talking about pickleball, not ping pong. Yeah. Pickleball. pickleball. I've got I've got a set of four. I don't know whether they're called rackets, paddles, rack rattles. Uh, for packets. pickleball, I'm pretty sure they're called wedges, slices, chips. Ah, whatever you want to. I think those are forms of apples, pickles. 
No, pickles, right? You get like the wedges. Oh, gotcha. Uh, spheres. Spears, 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 spears. Yeah, that's no. what we call them. Grab your spear, will you? Now I gotta look it up. But um, that's gotta be a racket. Let's paddle. Play. No, it's a paddle. I don't know. What? I don't even. I've never played pickleball. My sister oh, did. It says pickleball paddle. Ooh, I win. Do so, I win? No, I don't win. I gave some. I gave some pretty dumb answers. Me. I like pickle spears better. Let's go. Let's. Well, I mean, we're not gonna do it this week. Yeah, then, clearly, it's raining like crazy. But we'll plan a day, and we're gonna go play some pickleball. It is so much fun. Sounds good. And I'm uh, I'm excited to continue the spring season. We're blessed with some uh, great weather. It was very needed. I feel like spring break came just at the right time. It came in there right when everybody kind of needed it, which is really nice. It, it and it, this winter has been a mild winter. I am not complaining about it that at all. We had that one super cold snap there around Christmas, but other than that, we had no measurable snow, which I'm okay with. Yeah. It was a mild winter, but we'd have these days where all of a sudden, like in the middle of winter, it was like 55. But, of course, you knew, like, it was going to be followed up with, like, a 33-day, you know. And we had this week, like, multiple days in the 70s in a row. And it was just like, oh, yes. It's been good, friends. Hope you all are doing well. Also, leave us some feedback. Por favor, grassrootswb.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Be sure to listen to Darren's episode, mini episode last week. I know I will. I'll be there. But today we're picking back up in the 1689. Brand new chapter, chapter 4. And I'm happy, I personally, Darren, don't know how you feel about it. I enjoyed God's decree. Like, I, we adhere to the biblical teaching of the doctrine of election. We have spoken about that ad nauseum. Towards the end there, I was thinking, (laughs) there's really nothing else. Like, I don't know what else to say. But today, we're talking about creation. Yeah. The 1689, chapter 4, there are three paragraphs. We're going to go over all three of them. All three. But it's fun, because we've done UFOs before and ancient aliens. Like, I'm just so happy that the 1689, back in the late 17th century, they were concerned. I'm kidding. I had to. But we are going to be talking about what what the what the folks said, the Baptist folks said about creation back in the late 17th century. Their statement of belief, if you will. So, Darren, do you have it with you, sir? I do. 1689? I do. Chapter 4? Yep. Paragraph one. Yep. Am I forgetting something? No. Oh, you want me to read it? I don't know. You don't you have You just to. said, do you have it? I got it. Sorry, I didn't throw the ball to you. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, listeners, like, you don't get dude, the... First, it looked like you were about to fight me. I don't know. You like, don't get the privilege of seeing Adam's face when, when, I, when I don't go according to what I'm supposed to go according to. It's all of a sudden he's like, what do, where do I go from here? <laughs> That's what happens when the rare times whenever you and I miscommunicate. I was so lost. I'm a, lo- I'm, you know, lost deer. Like you said, do you have that? And immediately, I'm like, I know I'm going to read this, but well, you were like, do you, you have? You look it? I'm like, like yep. yeah. What's it to you? I've got it. Yeah, I can see it. You can't. What's your deal? I just want to see how far you'd go with it. Like how you're like panic, confusion, okay, uh, depression, drinking problems. I don't know. <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna end up down the road next week. You'll be like, can you please read, Darren? Would you grace our friends with a rendition of the 1689 chapter 4 on creation paragraph 1. No. Dang it. All right, let me try again. (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh, overlord, Darren, Mr. (laughs) Ah, Chair. There it is. That's what I've been waiting for. Uh, 1689 of creation chapter 4 paragraph 1 says this. In the beginning, it pleased God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the manifestation of the glory of his eternal power, wisdom, and goodness to create or make the world and all things therein, whether visible or invisible, in the space of six days, and all very good. Okay, my first my, my first reaction, my first response that I would like to shine some light on, the question, why, why would God make the world? What's the point? And I've actually, you know, a non-Christian's joking about it. It's like, yeah, Christians thought that God got lonely, so he made everything. It's like, why, why did God make everything, including mankind? It pleased him. Like, it was pleasing to him to make everything that we know, the heavens and the earth. So that's my first, like, dude, that's awesome. I like the way that they phrased that. It pleased him. He didn't yeah. have to. He wasn't coerced to. He was no nefarious. It's like, no, it's a reflection dude, of his. you love that word. Which one? Nefarious. I, I love that word. You, 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 a few podcasts back, you mentioned how you're, like, trying to work that in. And because of that, I made this mental note. 
And so, like, you've already said it a few times today. And now on the podcast, Man, you snuck it in there. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't mean to be repetitive. It's a find. good word. Hey, Siri, what's a synonym for nefarious? There's no wicked <laughs> or evil. She's gonna keep going. Um, <laughs> no, I think nefarious is a good word. Like it's like a, it's one of those words that it's like, um, it's like the word uh, propitiation in scripture. Oh yeah, it's one that you're like, I think I know what that means, but I'm gonna need to look it up to make sure. Nefarious is one of those that you're like, I know what that means, but it it has a it has a richer meaning than if you were just like, that's bad. It's like, that's nefarious. It's like, oh, that carries a little more weight. Good word. Oh, well, well, thank you. Uh, I, I hope I shine a little bit of light on what it actually means. But, but yeah. I, I do like like God made every, the Trinity. Yeah, it pleased him. Was pleased with the creation of everything that we know, heavens and the earth. That is awesome. Yeah, the Trinity, God within himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, were all um, fully satisfied within the Trinity. Um, not needing the worship. I think we, you and I have tracked back to this a few times that, like, in the ancient uh, Greek um, myth, mythos yep. uh, of uh, the gods, their pantheon of gods, mm-hmm. needed the prayers and worship of humans in order to have their power. Um, and God's not that way. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God of the Bible, is not that way. He is fully satisfied within himself, but it pleased him to make the world. How about that? How about that for a a podcast answer? Why does everything exist? That's a good question to ask, good question to meditate and reflect on. 1689, because it pleased God. Well, in the next statement, it says, for the manifestation of the glory of his eternal power. And to show how awesome he is. Yeah, like how worthy of praise he is. Like, I'm going to create something to show who I am and to show them who I am and present myself as worthy of the praise that I am worthy of. And I'm going to do that in creation. And so it's... And I actually talk about something similar, uh, some different present history presentations I do at work, but when it comes to, you know, I'm, I don't want to be specific, I don't know how much I can actually say on, the, on a recording, but <laughs> uh, if you look at some railroad companies in the past have purchased resorts and built hotels, and one in particular that may or may not be local you know, back in the early 1900s, a certain hotel was built by a certain railway company, corporation, to, and I, and I mentioned this, and it's true, to reflect wealth, power, and prestige. So if you have a railroad company that makes bukus of money and you want to show how you're successful in that, well, not only build a facility, but start adding it with, like, extreme luxuries just because you can. Like, remember the MTV Cribs? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can do And you're like, man, that's a waste of money, but it's not to some because they have a lot. Um, doing if you're a little bit older, do you remember the lifestyles of the rich and famous? Yeah, do you remember the song from... Oh, well, I mean, oh, I definitely... that? It wasn't lit. Was Good it? Charlotte. Good Charlotte? Was mm-hmm. it Good Charlotte? Lifestyle. Yeah. No, the old show of called uh, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous with Robin... Hood. He didn't like the Rich and Famous. He stole from Trebek, them. Ventura. Um, now, nah, I can't remember, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's what I'm saying. You have these entities, organizations, institutions doing something to reflect a bigger idea. So basically by this railway company building a hotel and putting in crazy extravagant chandeliers and artifacts from royal families. Be like, what's the point of that? What a waste. It's like, no, it's a reflection of something bigger. Yes, Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Okay. So sorry. Yeah, they, they had a purpose behind making this, and it was to... Basically, it was to point to themselves, I mean, in a way. The bigger idea. So if you, if you take that same idea, the same concept, or, or maybe, maybe one day I just want to like make a really awesome sculpture. I'm very good at art, and I want to show how good I am at art. I'm going to go out of my way to make the best sculpture I can. It's a reflection of me and what it's trying to prove. But anyway, the reflection of God is in all of creation. The sun, the moon, the stars, the expanse of space, how Earth operates, the change in the seasons. It's like he, his glory, his awesome power, his personality, if you will. Is that fair to say that, like, God personality? Is that, is that okay? I, I think so, because when you look, if anybody um, 
if anybody reads poetry, uh, if anybody uh, follows art, um, you would see uh, parts of the personality of the artist, the poet, come out in those things. Uh, you can listen to a particular band. You might not, they might put out a new song that you haven't heard of or heard about, and this new, and you're like, whoa, that, like, that sounds, oh, those lyrics, oh, that voice, you you recognize, and I think God is showing who he is in creation. Um, I think, man, listen, if y'all, if you're like me, we, we went to Beckley and back yesterday, but just driving through the mountains, you're seeing the green start to pop in the hills. Um, the grass is starting to get that bright green. You're seeing the colors. That's my favorite shade of green. I love the color green, and I call it spring green. Oh, I love that it. lush, like like wait until about the middle of May. The way this place is going to look in the middle of May, it's like and it smells like the air is thick with the smell of pollen. And even Jesus in his ministry used nature a lot to prove, um, or to point to different aspects of God. You know, the fig tree. Dying, yeah. I'm the vine, you're the branches, producing fruit, talks about flowers, talks about birds. I mean, he uses nature all the time. Well, and I'll give you this. The very <clears throat> creation that we look at leads us to worship. Um, for instance, we have this, I'm going to be honest, the type of tree in our front yard, I don't really know what kind of tree it is. I want to say like cherry blossom, but I don't even know if that's a real tree. Um Oh, no, cherry blossom is a real tree. Okay, I don't know if it's that type of tree, but right now, this time of year, it's this bright pink. Cherry blossom. Kelly loves it. It's a big tree. It's beautiful. If you kind of lay down on our couch in our front window, um, you see the tree on the backdrop of the blue sky. uh, And it's in these things, like the very idea of beauty is based in the character of God, that he's like, I've made these things and they're beautiful, and they come from me, and it leads us to worship. And so when we look at creation, it's like it pleased God to make these things to show his glory, to show his beauty, to show his creativity. His love. Yeah, all these things. And uh, and just so we can you know point to something, I mean, Romans chapter 1 talks about, uh, in verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived uh, ever since the creation of the world. Like, he's pointing to himself through creation. Like, I, I'll give you this example. Um, give me your best, because I, you, you, I know you've looked into this. Why does Stonehenge exist? What, what is it? What is it? What's it for? I mean, I don't know, but I know what others have said. All right. What? What do you think? Best guess. Well, them stones ain't native to that region. They had to be carried from somewhere. So someone a really long time ago plucked them rocks up and took them over to West uh, Western Europe and um, astrological assignments for tracking something. The Druid, probably. The Druids were, I don't know. Druids were hanging out on that island known as England before anybody really knew or cared about it. And... Um, yeah, that, I mean, there, there are some crazy conspiracies. This there is why are. I'm excited to talk about this, because I go down, like, late-night conspiracy theory rabbit trails, just uh, rabbit holes, just to be like, what do people think about? But, yeah, I mean, everything from, like, um, you know, there's some ancient type of Wi-Fi over there. Uh, that I, I know that people have said that it was uh, an astrological, like, tr- tracking stars. Um, some people have even postulated that it's uh, uh, to keep time. It was it was basically a massive sundial type mm-hmm. of yeah contraption, but the one thing that nobody says, the one thing that nobody says is these just appeared on their own. Nobody says that over uh, the course of however much time these rocks just happened to the ground kind of eroded away from them, and these others just happened to be on top of the others, and this circle just happens to be what they see is. There's design here. There's purpose There's here. intent, yeah. There's intent. And that's what I think in nature, in creation, we see God, there is intention, there is design, there is purpose. Um, and who knows? I mean, there could have been a group of people like 3,000 years ago to just roll rocks around. Like, we don't know how, but they thought they were like, maybe someone just failed at building a stone house. But nobody I mean, who knows? denies that somewhere in the past, men 
and by men, I mean mankind, had druids <laughs> had had created and and established Stonehenge, and that's what I see when we look at creation that God is showing Himself is there is such intent and design. I'm not listen. Take all of creation out of it and just go straight to the human body. There is so much design and interaction in there. It is crazy. And you take it from there out into nature, into the way our world operates, into the universe. God is God is putting this huge sign out there going, here I am. And look what I can do. <laughs> I am the creator. I am the almighty. Yeah. And I take care of my stuff. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, the further I, I say this all the time, the further out we get into the universe and the further in we get to the human body, the more and more it proves that God exists and that he's the one that's created. And I was watching a Neil deGrasse Tyson video yesterday because a lot of mainstream scientists are like kind of confused because the James Webb telescope, one thing it was supposed to look at is, you know, the big bang happened 13 billion years ago. So if we're able to look back long enough, we should be able to see younger galaxies. So they aimed the telescope, got the photographs, expecting to see young little baby galaxies, but instead, you know, as far out as we've ever been able to collect data pretty much. It's like, man, there are galaxies out there that are huge, that are mature, and we have to reevaluate what we think about everything. Literally, Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, we can't explain it. There are probably like five things going on here, and we just need to do more. It's like every time. And that's the problem I have. Like We're about to get to creation. I think it says in the paragraph that the earth, that all creation was created by God in six days, rested on the seventh. Yeah, at the very end where it says uh, <laughs> all things, whether visible or invisible, in the space of six days, and all were very good. Okay, so here's what I want to – because I've, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on this because I have wrestled with – not not in like a bad way, not like, oh, but it can't be true, Bible, because we have science. But hear me out on this. Friends, scientists, lend me your ear. No one really knows. <laughs> they don't know. People pretend that they know. The professional study in space their entire lives, they could be completely wrong. Like, it's, we, we just don't know. And also, think we don't know what. Oh, man, like, how old is the universe? Like, 13 billion years. And Earth, well, I guess Earth is like 13 billion. I don't know. Like, the numbers they come up with, you know. No one knows. Like, even for watching the Ken Ham, um, hardcore creationist, um, creation museum folk, like, it's 6,400. It's like, yeah, that's, I see where you're coming from, but you don't know the exact day. What we know for sure, according to Scripture, is that God created everything in six days, and everything was distinct, and everything was separate in specific time periods. Like, we know that. How, like, that's that's the important part. And that's what the 1689 touches on. It's like, if you start this whole thing, because for the longest time, and this is where I've changed my mind, it's like trying to reconcile the Bible with science. It's like, there's got to be, there's got to be one theory that completely collects them. And like I just confessed a moment ago, I love fringy conspiracy theories at this point because they're more entertaining than like, no, oh, life is meaningless. A big bang happened and a bunch of random dust collected. I sound like Hank Hill. I was going to say, what is On that? a bunch of dust collected, <laughs> and uh, oopsie doopsie, we're here, and nothing matters, and you're let a big me, old cosmic accident. It's like, I think it's semantics, but let me say one thing real quick. It's not reconciling the Bible to science, but it's reconciling science to the Bible. That's fair, yeah. because something has to have authority at some point. And I've yeah. been so long, it's like, you know, you talk, well, maybe six literal days. It seems to be the easiest straightforward reading of all of Scripture. Like, it makes so much sense, which I've said before. But it's like, but maybe... You know, mankind came along a lot later. Maybe the world is millions of years old. Da, 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 da. What about gap theory? What about this? What about this? What about this fossil? What about this rock? It's like, look, ultimately, scientists, hardcore creationists, like, we don't know the exact details, but here's what we do know. And this is what we need to focus on and be encouraging because there's a little bit of room for healthy interpretation and discussion. But we can't get, we can't get fired up about it. But God made everything in six distinct 24-hour time periods. Yeah, I think those are the and in, in in order. When, I mean, if it was six thousand years ago or six billion, does it does it affect me right now? Now, someone will go, well, what about what about science and the advances we've been given through technology and medicine? Like, isn't that stuff great? If I was a scientist, I would be like, yes, but I'm not a scientist, and also think that with this with the with 
the religion of science, because that's what it is. I mean, I, it is a theory for testing phys- like physics, basically, trying to understand creation, but it's not applicable to everything. That's the way I feel about it. Because if you look at something quantitatively or qualitatively, like science is so quantify, 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 data, 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 data. Bible's not going to do that. It's like, hush. Instead, it's like, here's a story. Here's a story. It's more meaningful. It's more personal. I'm, instead of reckling, reckling, instead of reckling, Darren, uh, trying to make everything fit to like, well, this proves both science and then scripture was right. It's like, look, the Bible is given to us to tell us a story about God, his, and us. Like, what can we learn from it? So that being said, for the past few days, written this is before I knew we were talking about the, the doctrine of creation, according to 1689. I was like, I'm going to grab onto one of these theories, old earth, young life, 6,000 years earth, 6,000 years human life, 13, like I'm going to like take a day and I'm going to like put myself in the position of someone that believes these things. You know what I've come to realize? Accepting creation from what Genesis 1 says, six days, whatever, 10,000 probably-ish years ago, it seems like to me, it is so much more intimate. It makes God feel closer it makes my life feel more meaningful. It makes this day feel like it has more, it matters more. Because there aren't billions of billions of billions of days. It's like, like, what if, I mean, we don't have a lot of days. <laughs> it makes things seem closer and more tangible. And I like that more than any data or ex- crazy explanations. Like, it, it is so much more peace bringing. Like, we keep talking about, like, accepting scripture for what it says brings so much peace. It's like, we can talk about it. It's open. It's open to some interpretation, but just to accept script, just to accept Genesis one for what it says, it makes creation seem closer to me. It's more personal and intimate, and I'm going to take that. But just that's my preference. So yeah, instead of like, well, I can see where people say this, this, this. There's like, no, look, I'm just going with scripture at this point. Six thousand years of. 6,000 to 10,000 years of creation, I like that. It sounds closer. It makes my life seem more meaningful. It's a qualitative. It's a story. It's a narrative. I don't care about the data at this point. <laughs> it just does not affect me. Darren, sorry about my rant. I just, I've been for so long and willing to like land hard in a certain place, but again, just taking time to understand different perspectives. I'm so, I'm so much happier here. <laughs> I'm so much happier there. Yeah, it, uh, the first place we have to land is God created. That's the first place we have to land. Um, because Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Um, I, I'm with you that I am, I am a pretty staunch, uh, literal six-day. Um, there's a lot of beliefs out there, uh, day-age. You have to try so hard to make those work, though. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, um, especially, and, and the Lord's been so gracious and given us his word the way he has, where uh, in the creative account it says, and morning and evening were the first day, and morning and evening were the second day, and morning and evening were the third day. And so um, it just feels like literal uh, vocabulary um, to, to give us that historic account. Um, there is room in there for... Uh, a possibility, like you said, the gap theory, what that is, is in between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2, that God kind of laid everything out uh, and then just left it for millions of years. Um, it's how, you know, they use things like carbon dating, things like that. Um, but to me, like, could that be in there? Yeah, I mean, it could, but God did not see fit to put that information into the creative account in Genesis 1. Um, what he gave us is he created, and then everything, uh, I can't say everything as we see it today, but um, everything in the general order of creation, from planets, stars, heaven, earth, water, uh, trees, plant life, animal life, obviously we've seen, you know, listen, uh, Bulldogs didn't exist when God created dogs, okay? <laughs> well, that's because everything was good. Yeah, oh, come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love bulldogs. Um, God created a bulldog and said, whoops. Yeah, and so so I can't say the way everything we see it as it is today, but... Uh, hey, I'm on a group, French Bulldogs. Thanks, Erica, for inviting me. Hey, I love 
I love Frenchies, but English Bulldogs, ah, our house isn't built for a Bulldog or else I'd have one. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so in general, the way things are in creation, seasons and fish. And, uh, and then it also says, uh, you know, that God created what is seen and unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, even the, the, the heavens and, uh, heaven and hell, uh, um, angels, you know, the, the forces like that. So all of that to say that we, we definitely land God created. And then once that first day began that he begins to put things into order, uh, throughout those six days, and on the seventh day he rested, those are literal 24-hour days. We land there pretty hard. And I love – remember Aaron Rodgers a few years ago said his future was a beautiful mystery, which is like gag. But I love the way that Scripture accounts creation because it is a mystery. Like, we don't know. And as long as you stay in alignment with the truths of Scripture, like, let your imagination go. Like, let Scripture be the guardrails. But it's so interesting to think about, like, man, what would it have been like, like, in 5000 BCE with, like, I don't know, like, just let your imaginations go. That awe, that mystery, that wonder, and that glory goes towards God. Like, that's awesome. We have a, we have forever to learn about how things work. So, I mean, it, it's exciting to meditate on that. And that's why I think it's sad, because Christians fight amongst Christians with this um, in, an, in an unhealthy, sometimes healthy, sometimes unhealthy way. But even with uh, you know secular philosophies, just so much fighting. It's like I think I feel like uh, we should be a little bit more excited. Like let let's be excited that it's a mystery that we don't know. That's cool. You want a a, a really good? I'm pretty sure you could find the whole thing on YouTube by now. But somebody's probably streaming it somewhere. Um, ben Stein. Uh, he has a video uh, a documentary called Expelled. And it's really good. Uh, ben Stein's not a Christian. Uh, I think he's actually Jewish. Yeah, he's Jewish. But he basically set out to ask in a lot of different forums, primarily in academia, um, in higher education, uh, about what what's called ID, uh, intelligent design. Um, he's not saying God created. He's just saying something intelligent uh, started the creative order. Whereas a lot of people, you know, in that uh, avenue, that uh, realm, not realm, academia, that. Yeah, realm. Ah, there, we'll work. Um, take the, the evolutionary path of uh, from single cell to a, uh, a more intelligent cell, greater and greater to where we are today. And he, he basically will start with where did life start? And if you move away from the creative order according to Scripture, um, you have no answer for that. You only have a hypothesis. You only have an idea uh, to the point where one dude actually talks about um, that life piggybacked on crystals. Like crystals were forming and life piggybacked on as those developed. And, and, And so... So the whole point of what I'm trying to say is you're you're pointing you're like hey you know we we point to God and and it should that mystery yeah. way back no matter what you believe you're either going to come to a point of faith in God or you're going to come to a point of faith in the possibility of a big bang a uh piggyback on crystals or or something like that or turtleback yeah, I've heard that one too. Um, like the Shawnee, so I think maybe. Everybody's coming to the point of faith somewhere, but only the creative order can actually give full understanding to what we can see in the observable universe. It all points back to a creator. Uh, and so that's very encouraging, I think, for Christians especially. That's exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm landing firmly on yeah i'm done i'm done like mulling it over like gap theory and all this like old earth i was like you know what it's just more intimate and closer and more literal to read it that way like you know young earth young life i like it then it got me into big flat earth thing which i've been revisiting that i'm like let me give these guys a legitimate shot oh my gosh you can't do it 
It's impossible. That debate, and that's oh, all right. We'll talk about that later on. I how much There's time? No, do we have, how much time do we have left? I don't know. We don't uh, have much time left. No, I, all, all I can say is like I'm on to them because I see what they're saying. Like so I how see much, what do we got? It, it right now is I have it on my watch. Hold on. Okay. It doesn't tell me the time. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. How, oh, I can tell you. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say about flat. No, uh, see, the thing is, there, the the flat Earth, the, the round Earth debate. Like, but science says this, and we know this, and then the same arguments are used on the we other got sides. Go five minutes. Oh, oh, but anyway, uh, 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 but what what the flat Earth people are saying? This is what they're meaning. Now, I'm I'm not saying the Earth is flat. Friends, don't you dare put me in that camp. I'm, I'm out of not that camp. Going in that yeah, camp. I'm but I I get what they're saying. It's like. For me, right now, with my education, 99.9% .9 of people, we're not going to space. We don't see the Earth as a little marble floating away. We don't really – no, the, the, the normal person in this world can't do the math and the physics to explain the travel of light. Basically, so much of the Earth is round is taken by faith in what other people have said throughout the past centuries, which – you know, Galileo and everything, which, again, I'm on that side. I don't believe the Earth is flat. But I get the idea of prove it to me. Well, it says here in, in 14, no, 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 right now, prove it to me. Like how, like, how can you show me that you're right right now? I don't care about the science. I don't understand it. Can I give you a conversation? I can't go to space. Like, prove it to me. Can I give you a conversation that I, 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 I don't know that I proved it to anybody, but I had a conversation with somebody who was flat Earth, and he gave me everything like this whole spiel about how um you know gravity's a myth and uh the earth is flat uh the there's a big dome above above us and the, the firmament sun travels around us the moon is its own source of light and Antarctica is surrounding is, us is a big ice shelf yeah that's what keeps us where we're at um, the sun is just a couple thousand miles away or 3,000 miles away. Um, and, and I just, I listened to his whole thing, and then all I did was simply say, okay, then why does the moon have cycles? Because the reason the moon disappears and reappears is the earth blocks the sun mm -hmm. from the moon. And as the earth blocks the sun, if you ever see a crescent moon, it's because the earth is round. And I just said, why does the moon have cycles? And he told me, he goes, there's answers for that. And I was like, cool. And then he gave me the exact same spiel that he had just, he never answered Well, Darren, that's because the moon is a big spaceship. Oh. You didn't know that? You didn't know I that? Whenever it was a big when, block of cheese. When we went to the moon, we actually went up there to, because, uh, you know, we, we saw a bunch of uh, structures, apparently. I actually heard, heard this yesterday. Again, because I like these, they entertain me. I'm not... And I should probably close my mind to it a little bit more. But, again, I'm just, like, studying history, I kind of got bored with it. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a different perspective. But, you know, the moon is a big old spaceship, and we've been watched. And when the astronauts landed, like, you know, But Buzz do you know Aldrich what's so funny about, about Flat Earth? This is what's funny to me, is they – do you know the quickest – if you look at a globe, the quickest point between two – quickest distance between two points is not a straight line. In some places, pilots will explain how they fly what would look like a much longer path from one spot to another because the curvature of the Earth, it is a shorter distance. When you look at the, the fact that it is light here and dark in Australia, and you see why on Earth, on some places on Earth, I, don't, I think it's this time of year. Is it Alaska this time of year? It's, it's light 24-7? Getting to be. And so it's like all of these things pointing to, you know, the round earth. What's funny to me about it is, I, how, how do I put this? I, I need to put it lovingly. I, I'm trying not to be a jerk here. I know. Well, can, you, can you think about it for a second? Because I do want to say, look, if you all are flat earth, like, I don't care. Uh, if you're, oh, I do like, because it is so dumb. Like, don't. I'm so sorry. And if I said anything to misrepresent your positions, don't say anything. I just, I don't care. If you're flat earth, I apologize. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying you're dumb. I just, to me, to me, it feels like a whole bunch of people that the rebel without a cause. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like prove to me that it's not. You can't because I, again, I'm not a. I don't have a PhD in physics. Oh, like, there it is. Yeah. Like how, what does it mean by by whoop, experimenting experimentally experimentally? Gosh, I cannot talk today too much. But that's yeah. the thing. It's like you can if you rounder scientific folks. 
Galileo to now and the church was corrupt. I don't know back in the day, but it's like, well, how does that affect me now? Show me something. Like, can you lift me up in the air and let me, that's all, that's what but they're see, saying. That's and what, I got you all in that. When, when I say rebel without a cause, it's because I, I heard somebody say, why, why, if the earth is flat, why do they want you to think it's round? Like control, man. But, but that's the thing. It's like, what, what control? And the person was like, NASA, the money they get. It's like, mm. how would they get less money if the earth is flat? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, what? And that's why I say the rebel without a cause. But I'm going to put, I'm going to put this in. And I get I derailed so, us so bad. I'm so okay. sorry. But I think this, this all tracks back to the fact that so many people are looking for so many places to, like, put their energy and their effort and their trust and their belief in. And it's like when we look at Scripture, okay, whether flat or round. I, By the way, don't you think I, Elon Musk, was it? No, not Elon. Was it, uh, uh, who's Amazon? Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Didn't he just go to space? Yeah, he popped up there a little bit. He'd have told us because he don't care. He don't care. He's got enough money. He don't care what the government says. He would have told us. It just doesn't matter. But all of it points right. to whether it's flat, whether it's round, doesn't matter. What what does matter is God created. Amen. Okay. We believe and strongly believe he did it in six literal days, as Genesis says, rest, rested on the seventh. By the way, great Bible trivia trick question. I'm ready to fail. Go ahead. How many days of creation? Six. Yeah. Most people say seven. I know. It's like, no, no, rested on the seventh. By the way, Trust me, I love great my, topic to talk about one day, Sabbath. Okay. But it, we go by scripture. We point to... God's creation, we point to um, for his good pleasure, to show his power, to show his creation, to show his beauty so that we can give him praise, worship, to give him the glory that he's due, and and all the other things like you and I have been talking about. It's like, don't, don't waste your time and energy on that like like just give glory yeah, to God his th- creative order right and it should draw us to praise and it should draw us to worship and like we were talking about a minute ago that mystery like there is beauty in the mysteries of God that we just don't know right mm. now like that is awesome like no matter what philosophies and theories we come up with God's bigger that's what makes God God like we can't not. do it and I love like being a Christian for that reason there like if I could explain something it's obviously not complicated so we want that's so that's so self-defecating. Um I want to go home. <laughs> uh no, I but it's what makes God God and us not and and continues to point to him. And that's why listen, Romans 1 says that creation points to God. That's why nobody is without an excuse when they stand before God and he's like um I I don't know you. You know, they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, you didn't show yourself. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we, yes, I did. And we were talking about that phrase when it's like, depart from me, you doers of evil. I never knew you. And um, I forgot which pastor. It might have been J.D. Greer. To emphasize never, it's very encouraging to us Christians when it's like, because I, I mean, that, that phrase does kind of like scare you a little bit. It's like, oh, what about, I mean, I tried. Mm. Like, didn't I not preach for you? Did I not teach and lead for you? doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it makes me feel a little bit more confident. It's like, no, I think G- Jesus knows me. Yeah. Uh, I want him to know me. I've they opened up my heart name. and my life to him. Yeah. yeah it's like, I've opened my, my mind and my heart and my actions to you, transparent. So that, that's encouraging as well. Yeah. You know what's um, funny about this whole podcast today? We've made it through the first paragraph. Yeah. We uh, wanted to cover all three. <laughs> well, we got some good stuff. I think it makes sense because you did mention earlier that it might be good to take some time with uh, talking about creation and then man creation, man and woman in a couple weeks. But next week, we're going to have fun. Dude, tell them, like, the give, give a little, you got to give a little warm up to that because I think it's going to be a good topic. Uh, friends, I was, yes, yes. Well, not a guest. He's not a guest. He's a guest on the podcast. He's a. Uh, He's got a permanent seat in our hearts. (laughs) But uh, the question is, what is fun? According to Scripture. F-U-N. Yeah, everyone wants to have fun, but I I feel like... Girls just want to have fun. See, that's the that's the misconception. That was ah, a very sexist song, Darren. Everybody. Very, very prejudiced and not kind to men. I'm sorry. Boys just boys are back in town though. 
But yeah, it's like, what is fun? What does the Bible say fun is? How am I supposed to have fun as a Christian? I told you, it's like, can we call it how to fun? <laughs> I can't stop doing that grammar thing. Like, how to fun? But it makes sense, though. Um, so next week, <clears throat> uh, we'll have... So next week, we're going to have some fun with the Henson narrative. Because nothing says more than fun than Mark Henson. Friends, it has been a blast. From the creation of time to the fundamental plantings of the seeds of this earth to this present moment. We are here together to God's glory. You are awesome. Thank you. By the way, that <laughs> was called fun. That's why I was playing that. I'm sorry. Oh, I was trying to end. I was trying to like match the outro with that. I know, that. but I had to. Um, do you know what I realized, though, as I was playing that song? I'm like, I know some of that band's songs have some cuss words in it. I was like, what if what if it? I don't remember a cuss word in that song? That's not fun. That cussing, kids, cussing is not fun. No. You ever do that in high school where it's like, I'm going to try to be cool, and you say a bad word, and it's like, that was a bad idea. Terrible. I, I'm one of those ones that looks dumb when I cuss. But I will say this. Uh, I'm excited because you came up with this topic on fun. Um, yeah, because I want to have it? fun. Because I even, uh, on the way out of the Wild Bean, I went and talked to Ike, and I was telling him how we were talking about fun. He was like, well, what would you come up with? Like, we're working on it. And so he was like, he was interested as well. And so it's like, this is a great topic. Dude, bring and I have on. Mark in here next week? Come on. It's going to be fun. Y'all are awesome. See you at the fun roundtable. table.